0: disruption zone opportunity lives where the status quo dies talking to the greatest innovators disruptors and off-the-wall inventors we can scrounge up you laugh you'll learn you'll be inspired now
1: here are your hosts Leland Conway and Cameron Mills so monoclonal antibodies they're a thing um I don't quite understand exactly how they work. I think the way it is is basically if you get the virus and uh, you fight it off, then you have these antibodies and you can donate some of those antibodies. And then other people who get the virus who are struggling to fight it off can then be helped by that. And the state of Florida was like they have been doing this in um, hospitals for a long time and it's supposedly very effective. The um, well, state of Florida was like, hey, let's get this out of the hospital so that you don't have to go to the hospital to get the treatment. If you cut get the virus, like you can get it earlier in the stage, so you don't have to go to the hospital at all. This will alleviate the pressure on hospitals. It's a brilliant idea. That's why Ron DeSantis should be the next president of the United States anyway. Um, so other states are starting to do it, and now Kentucky is looking at doing this as well. And that is to get it kind of decentralized a little bit, get it out to where people can actually get to it. So you don't have to go to the emergency room necessarily to get the monoclonal antibody treatment like basically you could be tested positive for it and then maybe you could run to your doctor and get the treatment done it's expensive Uh, it'll probably cost your insurance a lot of money I don't know exactly how all that money stuff is going to work itself out but Kentucky is moving on legislation that would allow for us to do much more of the monoclonal antibody treatment Um, and that in concert with the vaccine could be very helpful um, again, there's two ways to get immunity to this virus, right? It's the vaccine and natural immunity from fighting it off. And all the studies that I've seen have shown that natural immunity is much more powerful. Um, but, you know, you kind of have to go through the virus uh, to get that. And uh, you may have the luck of the draw and be one of the majority of cases that are asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic. And that's great. But you also may have the luck of the draw and lose the lottery and be one of those that have a very rough time with it. So it's really just a risk versus reward type thing that you have to think about. Which way do I want to go here? But in the meantime, if you come down with it and uh, you've had the vaccine or you haven't had the vaccine, monoclonal antibodies appear to be something that could really help out. And I think this is a brilliant idea. And I think it's I'm glad to see that Kentucky's moving ahead with it. So I brought on uh, Representative Jason Nemus Uh, is a good friend of mine. And um, we're going to talk about this and what the legislature is doing, among other things with regard to the. Uh, virus reaction because um, you know something else that I think is happening that's really weird is I think Facebook is is now uh, suppressing I don't think they're censoring I think they got tired of being called out for out and out literally you know just blocking people that were being critical of the COVID response um, to now they're just suppressing it and, and I noticed about a month ago on my on my social media on my Facebook I would post something that was critical of what I now call the government media complexes reaction to the virus. And uh, I would get six, seven, eight hundred likes, right? Like, I mean, it would be like this huge and there would be a big debate and there'd be people that hate it. And there'd be people that would be arguing on there and it'd be back and forth and all this kind of stuff. It'd be a big debate. It was a discussion, right? About a month ago, I noticed that, uh, and, and generally when I post pictures, this is just some behind the scenes stuff. When I post pictures of my dogs, usually a couple hundred people might like it, you know? And I thought that was interesting that I would, you know, you get seven hundred likes on a, on a on a post that's discussing the re, the reaction to the virus and you get a couple hundred likes on your dog pictures, okay? What I noticed about a month ago, I'm still doing the same thing I've always done and most of what I post ends up being right. I'm still doing the same thing I've always done. And now I've noticed that my dogs still get 200, 300 likes, but these posts that I put up that are criticizing the government, media, industrial complex reaction to the virus are getting like 15 20 likes um so i think that's to me that's evidence that they're suppressing any kind of criticism of how the government and the media are telling you to behave which what's interesting about that and we're going to get into this with with representative nemus but what is most interesting about that is that i have never been anti-vaccine ever i am i am Pro you having a choice about whether or not you take it. I am anti-mandated poke because I believe that you have the capacity to do the research and determine whether or not the risk is versus the reward. And make this no mistake, there is a risk. There is a risk. It's a small one, but there is a risk and you have a right to decide. Right. I'm not going to influence you one way or the other. I think the vaccine is is a miracle of modern science and and free markets. But that's your choice. I'm not anti-vaccine. But if you just criticize the standard uh, conventional narrative, you're called anti-vaccine. I've been called that. I've I've got people on Facebook that are accusing me of wanting to kill people or not caring about people's lives because I'm anti-vax. I am not anti-vax. I have never been anti-vax. I am anti-mandate. And I want to make that very clear. I am anti-mandate. You are not to be told what to put in your body, um, and that's the bottom line. And any liberal out there, any progressive out there who is who has been uh, banging the drum about my body, my choice, and suddenly now wants to make you take a take a poke here, um, come on, man, you don't see the hypocrisy in that, really? So anyway, I am not anti-vaccine. I am I am anti-mandate. And I think there are other ways that we should be focused on fixing this stuff. But anyway, we'll dive into all that with Representative Nemus um, and the governor's reaction and everything. But also, this is one thing apparently the legislature appears to agree on. So that's a good thing. We have progress here, right? Because I think the real pandemic is in partisanship. Hating people that disagree with you and not being able as as a country to have meaningful, philosophical, deep, serious conversations about important things. That seems to have left our ability. So... Uh, anyway, we'll dive into this with Representative Jason Nemus. First, though, I want to thank Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. Imagine taking that first sip of a fresh cup of coffee as you lean over that beautiful new island that has uh, been graced with quartz or granite of your choice and the beautiful pendant lights hanging from the ceiling and stainless steel appliances and the perfect uh, shape of the room and uh, the perfect orientation of everything. And you're like, I can't wait to have my family over for Thanksgiving because you got your dream come true kitchen from Louisville cabinets and countertops. Um, I wouldn't talk about them if I didn't truly believe in them, and I do. I've actually been a customer twice. They did our kitchen and our master bathroom in our home in Kentucky, which when we sold it, uh, it sold in less than a day, and I am confident that one of the reasons why it sold so fast was because the kitchen was beautiful. It wasn't the only reason, but it was one of the reasons, right? You walk in, and it just gave a great impression. So whether you're going to stay in your house the rest of the rest of your life or you know it's your forever home or maybe you're going to upgrade and then flip um, or whatever, they can help you with your dream kitchen. It's 502-930-3304, George, Michelle, Kelly. They're all standing by waiting to help your dream kitchen come true. Um, but if you're a do it yourself or a contractor, they also have beautiful cabinets in stock that are high quality, and very affordable and you can see those by going to the website louisvillecabinetsandcountertops.com clicking on cabinets and in-stock cabinets and they're right there for you if you already know your measurements just go in and pick them up um whatever kind of countertop surface you're looking for whatever type of cabinet custom or premium whatever you need they've got it for you at louisville cabinets and countertops Uh, so give them a call at 502-930-3304 502-930-3304 and tell them how much you appreciate them supporting the disruption zone all right let's get into our conversation now with representative jason nemus so yeah i was wondering if you saw that article that i sent you uh from the american institute for economic research on that they believe there's more suicides for people under the age of 25 now than um, than deaths from COVID, and in fact, only about 1.8% of deaths among people under the age of 25 have been from COVID, and like the vast majority of them have been from other causes, and so you, you look at that right now, and you you see the mental health issue that America is having, and you see what we did over the last couple of years, and it's it's no surprise. If that turns out to be true, it's no surprise.
0: Yeah, it, does, it it would actually be a surprise if it weren't true, Jalen, right. because we we've seen these numbers. Like you said, we were we were our situation and our culture was it was different in, pre-COVID. But when you put COVID on top of it, and it's not just COVID, that that's a problem in and of itself, but a bigger problem. And I think what you're referring to and what this uh, article is referring to is our response to COVID. Mm-hmm. Look, COVID is here. We need to take it seriously, no doubt about it. Yep. But our response has been unwise, and it's caused more problems than it's than it's resolved, especially for. The younger people. Let's um, let, let's let's talk about some numbers that are really important to keep in the context. And this does not minimize anybody's life. That's not what I'm doing here. So don't don't right. hear me say that. But right. in Kentucky, two third two thirds of the people, more than two thirds of the people who died, were from nursing homes. Mm. Those people are very valuable. Those their lives are very valuable. But we didn't have a targeted approach to nursing homes that we should have had. Instead, we had this this broad based, over generalized shutdown that harmed people that COVID wasn't. Presenting much of a danger to, and when you look at okay, now let's let's drill down to what even today with the Delta variant, what are, what are we seeing in our hospitals right now in Louisville? We have 20 kids in the hospital, uh, four of those kids are on ventilators. So I asked uh, one of the one of the executives at Norton Hospital, the biggest uh, hospital organization in Kentucky, tell me about those 20 kids. And I said, is the 12 year old girl who plays soccer or the 13 year old boy who's on the math team who who um, who's otherwise healthy? Are they in the hospital? And the answer is no, not one of the 20 um, lack an underlying uh, significant condition. Now, that doesn't minimize it, but it makes it much more approachable. Our policies have to be designed to those populations rather than to everybody else because it's, one, not protecting the other people, but number two, it's it's harming them in in significant
1: other ways. Well, okay, you bring up an interesting thing here because I think this is worth exploring a little bit. When you have to use that caveat, I'm not minimizing those lives. I understand why you have to use that caveat, right? Because you will be accused of minimizing those lives. But right. the people who are actually minimizing those lives are the people who are using those lives as a human shield to institute broad-based, nonsensical, so-called solutions to the virus. In other words, when when you say... Look at all these kids in the hospital. And you use that to scare everybody into doing things that are detrimental to healthy kids. You're actually devaluing the lives of those children in the hospital who have underlying conditions. When you take those folks in the nursing home and project upon the entire population the same thing that's dealing with them, you're actually minimizing those lives. And it's a perfect storm for authoritarianism, right? Because anyone who does what we're doing right here, having a common sense discussion, is accused of not taking the virus seriously. I have never been anti-vaccine. I have never minimized the seriousness of this virus. But we are so busy right now fighting off authoritarianism that it becomes easy to blanket blame us for being anti-vax or anti-this or anti-that. Use all the tools that are available to us. Don't force people to put a needle in their arm. I absolutely will not stand for authoritarianism. But that doesn't mean that you or I don't take this serious, don't mourn the deaths of everyone who's died. It's just that we see another path.
0: That's right. And not only do we mourn those deaths, we want to create policies that are directed towards saving those people. Right. That's the point. We want, we want to focus on the places that we know the virus harms the most, uh, or, or the folks that the virus harms the most. That's where we want our focus to be. Um, that's point number one. Point number two is when you haven't an, – and we made this, a second, this point a minute ago – when you have this uh, overly broad um, application, this overly broad policy, it doesn't only not focus on the people you should be focusing on, which is dangerous in and of itself. It 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 provides ancillary detrimental consequences to these other people, mm-hmm. to 25 year olds, to 12 year olds who um, who shouldn't be put up, you know, swept into the same category. Right. Um, you know, with respect. And, and you're right. The, the, the problem. One problem, I, th- I think, and I think this is from the right and the left, more from the left, is there's no room for nuance here. Well, yeah. I mean, why is there not room for nuance for nuance? Like, for example, your, your position on the vaccines is the exact same one I have. I've got the vaccine. I think you should get the vaccine. I think the evidence is that it works. I think the evidence is that it's very helpful. In Louisville, the hospitals right now, 91% of the people in the hospitals are unvaccinated. Right. The same percentage, 91% of the people on ventilators are unvaccinated. So I think it works. But guess what? Here's the nuance. That doesn't mean that the government can require it. Right. There are a lot of people who disagree. There are a lot of people in healthcare who disagree. Mm-hmm. My own sister-in-law who's a who's a nurse doesn't want to get the vaccine. And I asked her I said, tell me why you don't want to get the vaccine. I think you should get it. And she said, Jason, it hadn't come out of the wash yet. And that's a way of saying I don't fully trust it yet. Right. I, the, way, the way I trust other vaccines, she's not anti-vax. Right. She's not an anti-vax person, but she, she said it hasn't been, in her view, hasn't, been, hasn't come out of the wash. It hasn't yeah. been tested enough yet. Yeah. I disagree with that, but I respect that position, and I darn sure don't think government should overrule her decision for her
1: own life. Well, especially at the cost of losing a nurse. When we have a surge of yeah, people that, going to the
0: hospital, you know, it's like it makes it makes absolutely no no yeah. to me no sense what what's going on. I know the people that run hospitals they've got a difficult job, a, a devilishly difficult job. Right. I get that, but what I but but now I want to be clear with the with the listeners. We don't have a lack of capacity for physical plant space uh, right. for ICU rooms. Right. We have a lack of capacity because we don't have staffing. Yeah, and that's why I think um, you know why are we terminating. No, not, not 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 every hospital has made this decision, but a number have. Why are you terminating nurses who can provide care, and by the way, have been providing care from the beginning? Um, if they don't get vaccinated, that that seems to me that we've got a problem that is exacerbated by uh, the, their own decision making, and I think it will will harm not only COVID patients but um, other patients who can't get treatment that they need um, because there's not enough uh, staffing to take care of the take care of the issue they need addressed.
1: But it plays into the narrative though, because. Like I, I, I'm, I've been sitting back and, and now I am so distrusting of the news media now where when I see something like, for instance, I was really diving into some numbers on COVID the other the other day. And one of the things that I thought was interesting is right now, if you look across the news media, everything you hear about is kids are getting sick and dying. That's what you hear. Right. And it's pretty clear they made a pivot in the summer. they were like, well, in order to keep this ball rolling, this authoritarian ball rolling, we have to scare people even more than we did last time. And, you know, people are kind of okay with taking risks for themselves, but when it comes to their kids, they won't take any risks, right? So there was a pivot. So, but then when you actually look into the numbers, there's a higher percentage, and this is what the headlines all say, a higher percentage of children are now going in for COVID. And the insinuation is very clear that somehow the virus has gotten more dangerous. Therefore, you better mask them up. You better shut down schools. You better shut down the economy and you better give everybody a poke. But the, the 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 interesting thing is the only reason why the numbers percentage wise and they use that is because um, so many older people are are vaccinated, uh, like something like 90 percent of people over the age of 65 are vaccinated over f- o- almost 60 percent of adults over the age of 25 are vaccinated. Therefore, there has to be a right. higher percentage. Exactly. Right. So they play with these numbers because there's a narrative in place that distracts from actually trying to solve the problem because like for instance here's what i don't understand why are we not focusing we've got the vaccine great it works cool use it if you want to use it but why are we not now 100 just as laser focused on therapeutics as we yes. were on the vaccine for the first year
0: well it's not, it, it, two points therapeutics are ex- extremely important and that's one of the things that the legislature is doing this week is we're trying to that's, uh, incentivized, yep. <laughs> um, that's right we're trying to incentivize the antibodies um uh, the allowance uh, the, the, yeah. the ability the, yes the ability of of hospitals or other healthcare providers to to be able to afford um these these programs and these and these treatments and so that's what that's one of the things that we're doing in addition to um all the other stuff that we're doing for for a special session because we think that's really important a number of other states have already done that and they've seen a tremendous um a, a tremendous success in in protecting the lives of, um, of people that are test positive for COVID. Um, but the second point I want to make is why haven't we Leland from the beginning, this thing has become so politicized, so partisan, uh, it's, it's really disheartening. Why haven't we from the beginning, you know, joined hands and say, look, we don't agree on everything, but but let's agree on these things. Let's have, let's have a real call to arms on health. Mm-hmm. What do we know? Yeah. We know, we know, we know that this, a virus really strikes at our elderly, but it also really strikes at our medically infirm and obese Mm -hmm. uh, people who are obese. So, so why haven't we said, let's, let's go out, let's get our vitamin D. Let's get our walks. Let's really, really, really come together as a community and protect ourselves. And here's the things that you can do. I don't know if I've ever seen a list of here's the best practices to protect yourself from COVID. Um, and I think we should have been doing that. Protect yourself on the front end by let's get healthy. Let's get healthy. Kentucky. Number two, if you, if you uh, need, um, Need, need treatments, um, then we will be there for you for that in a real way. We'll focus on that. We'll put a lot, bunch of money on that, and then also we've got this vaccine um, that you need to be um, you need to really consider taking. I think the evidence is very clear that it that it that it works. Uh, pe- some people disagree. That's, I understand that, um, but but we need to have a multifaceted approach. And I think if we would have come together, um, both parties, all all people, come together and, and and really focus on the things we agree with. We'd be in a bunch better position than we're in now. Yeah. Um, but we've had one we've had one person who, uh, by his own admission, right after the Kentucky Supreme Court opinion, who's not worked with the legislature, the people's body, and uh, and made these decisions on his own. Even the good decisions have been have been not trusted by our people. I don't I don't trust decisions that Governor Bashir makes because I know too many decisions he makes that I. I think are wrong and I yeah. think are, are are not well thought through. So even the good ones, I question.
1: Well, and, he, you know, I, it didn't have to be that way. He, he lost Kentucky's trust when his gut reaction to the pandemic was to send the state police to churches who were having outdoor services and write right. people's license plates down. That's when he lost the trust of Kentuckians because it didn't make any sense. Yep, that's right. Um,
0: and Kentuckians saw and Kentuckians saw the governor himself meeting with a bunch of protesters without masks, right, right, um, right, right with them. And, and, and we saw, hold on a second. So we're in the middle of a pandemic. Our governor is every day telling us these bad numbers. Yep. And then he's meeting with people, you know, saying masks are so important, but he's meeting with people yep. and not doing anything to, to stop or curb the, uh, the massive protests that we had. And I understand there's there's a context there, but um, but those kinds of things lost our public in my view, And when yep. they shut the schools down. Oh my gosh. Now and I also want to make this point. Schools would not have been back in session, in, 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 certainly in Louisville, uh, which is 20 percent of our population, would not have been back in session had the legislature not act. Correct. All we heard from teachers unions and from the governor was we are killing, we're going to be killing kids. Mm-hmm. What happened? Our kids went back to school. Nobody got hurt. Yeah. They're back in school. They need to be back in school.
1: Yeah. well, they're, That's one they're of gonna the major say, things we're doing this year. They're going to say, yes, they did. There's 20 kids in the hospital, and that's supposed to be representative of the the across port population of the, of the kids. But yeah, uh, to your point. And so real quick, so I understand is did the governor call a special session or did you guys ask him to call a special session?
0: So the, uh, he called a special session. So okay. the, um, the, the, the Supreme court ruled and, uh, the governor couldn't, you know, we couldn't have any continuations of the emergency without a special session. So okay. he called us into special session. Right? And a lot of the things that we were doing are completely non-controversial.
1: Right. Um, so the, 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 this idea and the risk brings us to the reason why I had you on is monoclonal antibodies, um, right. Florida apparently has set up a system. Governor DeSantis, um, re- basically said, Hey, set up a system where we can get this treatment out to people out and about so they don't have to come to the hospital to get it. It, it'll alleviate some of the, the, uh, issue with, with capacity at hospitals. Before we get right. into that, can you explain exactly what monoclonal antibodies are?
0: Yeah, I'm not a scientist, but what I know is it's a treatment that somebody can can get after they've been t- after they tested positive for COVID that that assists their their immunity their immune system to fight off the virus. Okay. My understanding um, is been, it, it, it comes
1: from people who've had the virus. You can donate plasma or blood or whatever and they can they can pull those antibodies off of people that are healthy that have fought the virus off. Is that correct? And then put that into people that, yeah. that okay. So I I just want to make sure it it helps your, it helps
0: your own, it helps your own native
1: immune system fight back. And it's been shown to be widely effective. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, that's right. It has been. I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a treatment that outside of COVID, this is not just a COVID type thing. Outside of COVID, these, these kind of antibody uh, procedures have been, have been shown to be pretty effective.
1: Okay. So, and this is like, there was a big controversy this week when Joe Rogan, the podcaster, um, you know, came down with COVID and he threw the, house at it so to speak and and got better in just a couple of days and of course the mainstream media was accusing him of taking horse medicine which is not what he was taking there is a there is a um human dose ivermectin that is prescribed by doctors that's what he used the mainstream media well, it's not only
0: and it's not only a human dose it's, it comes in a different form yeah human
1: yeah so that's yeah that's it's all misinformation
0: on that i don't understand why what the interest there was? I mean, nobody's taking the horse medicine that I know right. of. That's a well. There's form. a it's few.
1: Yeah, there's a few crazies like the ones and that they were der- doing that. Yeah, they shouldn't. They, like like the ones that were going out and buying aquarium cleaner, you know, um, because right. the, the, because the media right. made a big deal out of it. There's people that because the media says it's bad, they'll go do it. You know, I mean that's that's why we <laughs> have that's why have the milk crate challenge and people are getting paralyzed, right? So yeah, if you're if you're taking horse medicine or dog dewormer, you're an idiot. But there is. A form of vagvermectin that can be prescribed by a doctor that is used for human health si- situations, but but he also took monoclonal antibodies, and no one knows what was it that worked. Probably based on the research that I've seen, the monoclonal antibodies were probably the biggest, strongest thing that he did.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the particulars are for his situation. I, I'm not yeah. aware of that, but but I'm, I'm you know and I don't know if anybody can know what um, what worked for him. And even if we do know it work for him, I don't know how much we can extrapolate. But right. but the physician doctors are telling us um, pretty much uniformly uh, from the governor's office, from our, our advisors, um, that that monoclonal antibodies work. Okay. And we need to we need to put so, some funding in there. And by the way, I, wa- I want to know that there are hospitals in Kentucky that have already been doing this.
1: OK, so is is the but the idea that you guys have is to to put them outside of hospitals so that people can go to maybe uh Maybe a, a a direct care, their direct primary care, or can they go to the maybe the the emergency yep. or whatever. Yep. So, the pri- so what we're leaving that.
0: We're, we're leaving that. Yeah, we're leaving that as flexible as we possibly can. We can okay. get primary care, primary care centers, or primary physicians, whatever makes sense in particular is it, areas. Is it hard we to administer? It's it's costly. It's okay. Costly, okay. And so we're yeah. So 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 it, it's a lot easier for you know like a Norton Healthcare to have it than a Rockcastle Hospital, gotcha. for
1: example. Okay, Rockcastle
0: Rock Rockcastle County is a great, great beautiful county of uh, I don't know how many people, maybe twenty four thousand people, about an hour south of Lexington. So what the, what their resources are different than. Right. Then I just use them as an example, but a rural hospital's resources are different than one you would find in Northern Kentucky or Lexington. Right. And so right. what we're trying to do is we're trying to say you know the, the people in rural Kentucky. Are uh, you know, this is a good thing. And the people in rural Kentucky are the, they're the, they're the driver of the spike for COVID. And so we need to get that, uh, across
1: Kentucky, but especially in those areas. Right. So let's get some funding so, in, the, in the, in the mix. So this is, this is a therapeutic essentially, right? I mean, that's what but, this it, is. That's right. Yeah. And, and so it and, is. And right. we know it, it works. And so what we're trying to do then is get it out to as many people as possible.
0: Yeah, we're trying. It's exactly right now. I don't want people to hear it's a replacement for the vaccine. No,
1: no, no. Um, It is
0: very it's very successful. But the most effective thing you can do, it seems to me. And look, I'm 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 in the government, but I'm not here to I'm not going to support any (laughs) mandates. But the most most effective thing you can do for yourself is to is to get the vaccine unless you've had the virus already. Right. Or you've got a reason not to a medical reason not to. So
1: and 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 be and and also get healthy, Uh, exercise, get outside, get some sun. Um, that's you know, right. and, and eat a whole just, foods, healthy diet. Exactly. Yeah, move your body. Get rid and of. We can
0: all take advice. I, that's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. I get, can even take
0: that advice. Better.
1: Yeah. I mean, just get rid of those underlying because most of those underlying problems are absolutely fixable through diet and exercise. Um, but okay, so so you guys would be basically saying let's spend some money here because this is an investment that'll save lives. Um, and so that that's what the that's what the legislation does. Is this bipartisan? Does the governor support this?
0: Yeah, he does. Well, it's led by the Republicans in the in the House and the Senate, but the governor's on board. Okay. and so are so is the Kentucky Hospital Association and the Medical Association that uh, I'm aware of. I know the Hospital Association. I right. think the Medical Association is as well. So we're, you know, it, it's not all that controversial. I think it's more controversial in the media than it is among professionals. Yeah. Um. And 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 it's look, it's it's going to help people's lives. Some people I've heard, um, you know, kind of kind of, complain about a little bit, saying, well, you know, it's going to take the place of it is it, going to lead more people not to get the vaccine. And I don't, want, I don't want people to hear that, hear that message. That's not what it was designed to do, but whether you get the vaccine or not, if you've tested positive for COVID and you're suffering, we need to be, uh, we need to be there for you. That's yeah, what, there, that,
1: that, there was a doctor the other day that said, if you hadn't been vaccinated, I'm not going to see you. And I was like, I think you're violating your Hippocratical oath there. Um, but it, it, that, that's a dumb mentality to say, well, we don't want, we have another therapeutic that we know is highly effective, but we don't want to give it to anybody right. because we want people to do this one other we want do thing. do something different. Yeah. And that's it's right. like there's, as we've already discussed in this podcast, there are perfectly legitimate reasons for why someone may not want to get the vaccine. It doesn't mean they want to that's get right. the virus. It doesn't mean and that Leland, they should be do, Where helped.
0: does that, that's right. And where does that, that mentality of that physician that you were referring to, where does it stop? Right. I mean, are we not going to treat diabetic patients because maybe they've made, made right. uh, choices that we wish they had made differently? Yeah. Are, are you not going to because I don't go out and run a mile a day? Are you going to treat me differently when I present yeah. myself to the emergency room? I, right. I mean, w- we can't allow that that um, that view to prevail. Another thing is, uh, you know, what what if a physician is uh, against uh, homosexuality and they don't want to treat someone uh, right. who might be a transgender person? I mean, let's not uh, not uh, we, we can't allow physicians to make those kinds of judgments if someone. Yeah comes to the hospital and they're in need, our healthcare workers need to be serving
1: that person. Yeah, hundred percent. That's my, it was my same reaction to the 75 doctors in Florida that did the uh, symbolic walkout. I was like, so where was your symbolic walkout for obesity? Because 80% of the people in the hospital are obese. Where was your symbolic right. walkout for the things that we can do that can prevent the main things that you guys are always treating? And that's chronic diseases yep. that are caused by decisions that human beings make as opposed to something that they 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 you know were victim of because they had no choice. So hundred percent. So so how would so, so how has Florida set this up? And I I know I gotta let you go here in just a minute, but I, I just want people to understand how the monoclonal antibody legislation would work. What what do you foresee happening in terms of how this is distributed? What kind of money are we talking here? Where does that money go? How does this set up?
0: Yeah, so we have, we have, um, we've divided Kentucky up into districts in a lot of different ways, right? And we have what are called ad districts throughout the state of Kentucky. They're for economic development and for other things. And so we have 15 of them across Kentucky. We want to make sure that there's at least one in each of these ad districts. Um, uh, And so uh, that's the kind of geographic area that we're talking about. That, That would put, A relatively uh, big size uh, city and county in each of these areas that people can get to. So, you know, like a lot of people in southeast Kentucky, you know, they live where they live and they shop in different places. But they would shop in Laurel County, for example, example, or Pulaski County, which is London and and Somerset, by the way. Um, People might be might be more uh, you go to Bowling Green. So we want to have them in those types of areas where where populations can be um, can be uh, served closer to their area. The kind of numbers we're talking about, we're 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 talking about that right now. Uh, the number that is in is in the works right now is sixty nine million dollars. That would go to some other things as well, but but so we haven't re- fully resolved the, the the amount of money that we're willing to put in that we need to put into this. Um, from my perspective, I, I think uh, I think it has shown to be so successful that we just need to whatever the need is, we need to yeah. we need to try to meet it.
1: Would that come from the federal monies that have been handed out to help with COVID?
0: Yeah, uh, it would it would. I think that's right. It would come from the federal monies. You know, all these monies are are a little bit uh, ming, commingled, if you will. I, right. I, I might get in trouble for saying that, <laughs> but it doesn't. From my perspective, I don't. I don't really care where it comes from, um, because we have the federal dollars to use, and we need right. state. Do- we've got state and dollars. It needs to be I, used on things I think, we know work. That, 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 that things that we know work. That's right, or things that that we have good reason to believe works. I mean, yeah. there's no reason on something like this not to um, not to. Um, you know, if a physician has something that that physician believes is is very helpful, and and it, and, uh, it, it, and their patients uh, agree with that, then I think the physician should be given uh, large leeway—not complete, but largely leeway—to to, 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 to um, you know take care of uh, his or her patients.
1: Do we have plenty of supply of monoclonal antibodies? Do is that... I don't know the answer to that. Okay. You know? yeah. I, I, I would know. like to know: is it something that if you can go and test and see if you have the antibodies, can you donate? Is there something that people who have already fought the virus off can do? Um, you know, to kind of help this process along. I've never um, heard
0: that supply is an issue, so I, it's okay. not a question I've asked. But I haven't heard that it's. An I can't
1: issue. imagine it would be because there's a lot of people that have fought the virus off and now have those antibodies. So, um, right, you know that that it seems like would be a kind of a no brainer. So, all right, so it's it's sponsored by who in the house? I know I know Stivers, the leader on the Senate side, is is driving in on the Senate side. Who's who's sponsoring it in the house? Well, we've been.
0: Well, so, uh, Representative Kim Mosier is okay. uh, is uh, is driving it in the house. So we have um, she's not here today because her husband's in in surgery, but she's uh, she's been the one that that fronts this has been fronting this issue. as She does most of our healthcare issues. Okay, um, but uh, leadership is it, well, I assume a member of leadership will be arguing it in the house. Okay, uh, Stivers in the Senate.
1: Okay, um, and it looks like it'll probably pass. Then it seems by bi- seems bipartisan. It seems like yeah, the, I, one I, of the things you guys agree yeah. on right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't imagine it wouldn't pass. There are, um, you know, there are other things in that particular bill, but I can't. I, I mean, I'm quite certain it'll pass. There yeah. may be okay. amendments made, but not to that portion of the okay. of the bill.
1: All right, fascinating, Jason. It's always good to talk to you, man. Uh, miss you, buddy. Uh, appreciate that we have guys like you in the Kentucky State Legislature. Uh, need more of you uh, across the country in the various states. You know, just that common sense, because I think the pandemic, the real pandemic we have right now, is partisanship and and hatred of each other. Because it's it's yeah. the uh, the uh, this or that, the lack of nuance, as you said earlier, uh, is really There's destroying no our country.
0: And it's all mean. It everybody just seems to be mean toward yep. people that don't agree with them hundred percent right now. And yep. you know, that, let's let's just let's have a healthy distrust of everything. But we, another, but but Leland. A healthy distrust is, is good, but we also need to, you know, build up our uh, respect and, and trust of institutions again, not full respect, uh, not full trust, but, but, um, well, destroying our institutions has really harmed our society.
1: I agree, but we got to get guys like Fauci out of there. I mean, just that yesterday, the, no, intercept, <laughs> the intercept revealing that, yeah, oh, yeah, we were funding um, gain-of-function research, and so we pr- basically created this thing. And so he's been found to be a liar and now potentially lied under oath um, to directly to Kentucky Senator Rand Paul. So. You know well, it, it, part of, part it, of
0: restoring integrity and trust is getting yep. getting people of integrity in those positions
1: exactly that's that's how you do it is you remove those political animals or whatever it is i don't i don't know what his overriding interest is but he has been an absolute disaster as somebody who continues for some strange reason to be i i posted on twitter yesterday i was like how many lies does this guy have to tell before his people go hey i don't think he has any credibility and i answered my own question i said well as many as the authoritarian left wants to hear that's how many he can tell so um but. yeah
0: he's he's become a, a, a godlike figure to a lot of
1: people in in the in the
0: United States right now, and I think that's uh, that's been dangerous. It's pretty
1: sad. All right, hey, listen, it was great talking to you. Let's keep trucking ahead. I love that uh, the Kentucky Legislature is getting in on this and moving the ball forward. That's my dog barking in the background. It happens. He wants out of the studio. So, uh, love you, brother. Thanks for coming on. All right, thanks, Lula. Anytime. All right, all right. Big thanks to uh, our sponsor, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, for being a part of the program. Couldn't do it without them. I love doing this. Uh, but they help make it possible and uh, their special organization is special business. I don't talk about businesses I don't believe in and uh, this is a business I believe in because I've been a customer. I want you to imagine for a second that you uh, you have just finished your dream kitchen. It's the first day you wake up in the morning and um, you grab that first cup of coffee. Out of your fir- your brand new installed like espresso machine or something like that, and you just look and you you smell that coffee and you look around and you go, "This is my home. This is great." That's a good feeling to know that your home is beautiful. To know that um, it's it's that place you've always wanted. And Louisville Cabinets and Countertops can absolutely do that for you. Their designers Michelle Kelly and George on um, standing by on staff, waiting for you. Uh, to give them a call, and then they want to help you craft your dream kitchen. Now, that's Turnkey Kitchen Remodel, which they specialize in. But if you're thinking, well, I'm going to do it yourself, or I know what I want, cool. Or you're a contractor, they've got really beautiful, really high quality, very affordable cabinets in stock right now today. You got your measurements, take them down there, and they can get those for you. And if you go to their website at LouisvilleCabinetsOfCountertops.com and scroll through the cabinet section of what's in stock, you're going to be like, "Oh, really? I can get this? I can make my house look like this? Yeah. Yeah, it can happen. 6200 Hit Lane, Louisville, Kentucky. Phone number is 502-930-3304. Call my buddy Tim. Tell him that Leland sent you and Tell him that you appreciate them supporting the Disruption Zone. I appreciate you. You can download the podcast for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and IR Radio. You can also follow me on Twitter. It's at Leland Show and at, Insta- on, uh, and, uh, at Zone Disruption. And on Instagram, it's at GreatLelando and... The Disruption Zone, at The Disruption Zone. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks to Dynamics Audio Productions in Lexington for their help with the audio on this program. And again, thank you. Please share it with your friends. I'm Leland Conway, The Disruption Zone.